Welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a daily podcast where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines. I am your host. It is Thursday, December 15th, episode number 607. Good morning, everyone. We are on the right side of the week. Made it through another night of work, another day of work, ready for the home stretch here at school, as we like to call it. Two days before the break, uh, students are slowly but surely starting to check out of uh, the daily routine. So, you know, we, we try try hard to keep them locked into a uh, normal routine, keep the flow going, but uh, it gets harder and harder. Uh, tomorrow we will uh, basically completely throw in the towel, uh, probably have a relaxing day where we, uh, you know, enjoy some hot chocolate, uh, Draw lots of or make lots of Christmas gifts and, uh, you know, watch a movie or so, something like that. But today we got to grind it out. We got uh, more work to do today. Let's get through it. Let's get to fantasy football. Uh, nothing new to report in the, the baseball negotiations as far as free agency goes. No new signings last night. A little bit of hockey last night. Uh, quite a bit of basketball, a little bit of basketball. Didn't pay real close attention to it. I know the Blazers got a win, but uh, other than that, couldn't tell you a whole lot about what happened in the world of basketball. Uh, France did beat Morocco in the World Cup yesterday. Moving on to one, the last step to try to defend their World Cup title from four years ago. They will, uh, yeah, they will. Uh, meet Argentina in the final. <laughs> I think it's it's Sunday at some time, probably right in the middle of uh, the NFL schedule. So good luck in America uh, as far as getting anybody to actually view that game. Uh, not not great planning, but you know it's the rest of the world, and the rest of the world doesn't really care all that much about the NFL. So you know they will have their game when they have their game, and uh, you know. Four or five people will watch in the United States, and uh, that'll be that. But we'll be busy watching football, but not yet. Let's get to the Thursday night game first. We've got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think we have any crazy weather uh, going on. Probably, probably I'm assuming, going to be a little bit cold up there. Uh, but I don't know that they have any snow or any... Uh, rain or anything like that in the forecast. It's pretty pretty clear here right now. Clear and really cold. What do we got? Uh, yep, we got 15, a whopping 15 degrees outside right now. So as I mentioned earlier in the week, uh, that snow 
It's, it's not melting. It's not going anywhere. Uh, a high of 31 today is just not going to get it done. So we are stuck with this. And I, it sounds like it's going to get colder and we're going to get even more snow uh, next week again on top of this. So why not? You know, we YK and I spent some time complaining about that uh, yesterday in the chat. I know the young folks don't want to hear it. Just, just old men, old men, you know, complaining. That's what we do. But uh, yeah, I could, I could go on. I could go on. I could get started uh, on the story of my. I should, I should. Before we get into the football game, I have to, I have to talk about my neighbor. So this is an ongoing thing. This neighbor, our neighbor to, we call our neighbor to the south, right? Uh, we we spent years years living next to what we call the Google House. Uh, basically, uh, you know, those of you that have seen, um, uh, uh, oh, what's the HBO show? You know, you know what I'm talking about. The one uh, in the uh, Silicon, yeah, Silicon. Uh, they were, uh, you know, basically a nest of of uh, nerds that uh, live together, and they, you know, can create these computer programs or you know things and uh yeah so we had that kind of living next to us for oh, the better part of i want to say the better part of six seven years right great guys wonderful wonderful people really nice uh but they are not the kind of neighbors that you like if you are you know if you want your neighbor's yard to be maintained if you want them to do, you know, some of the basic things. Uh, <laughs> owner of the house, wonderful guy, but uh, you know, he came in saying, well, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do this zero escape thing to our yard, right? And they did exactly that. They did zero to their yard for years and years. And finally, finally they decided, you know, after about being there for about five years, five plus years that they would do uh, they would actually do this zero scape, which, you know, I would argue they were doing zero to it uh, before, not putting any water on it, uh, you know, just allowing the weeds to do what the weeds do. And it just, you know, just looked like uh, garbage. So finally, they, uh, I don't know if they actually got somebody to come in and do it. I know that uh, the owner of the house, didn't really do anything himself. I, I saw his brother do some things every once in a while. And then his uh, 80 plus year old father <laughs> was around a lot uh, doing a lot of these things. And, uh, you know, I, I'm all for uh, fathers and sons getting together, uh, working on projects together, home improvement projects. That's, you know, a great way. And I look forward to uh, being able to do that uh, one day with my son. But here was the problem with the father-son home improvement projects. The son was never around during the fa the father's son <laughs> home improvement project. It was just the dad. The dad's out there pulling weeds. The dad's out there, you know, chopping stuff down. Dad's doing this. Dad's working on the irrigation. Dad, all all dad. And once in a while, mom would even be out there, right? But but never the kid. So uh, never did anything like never did anything with the yard. Finally got it kind of zero scaped, right? You would say that it was zero scaped. Um, put in some rocks and all those things, decorated it, made it look kind of nice. And it looked nice. It looked really good for about a month. Uh, but the problem is, even with Xeroscape, even though you're not putting any water on this, <clears throat> uh, there is water. 
around and anytime there's water there's going to be weeds they're going to pop up in your xeriscape so then uh, it just became then uh, weeds on top of xeriscape so uh, you could argue that it actually looked worse while it was trying to look better so that that's just one aspect of it right uh, we also got to from our upstairs got to stare down into their backyard which nothing was ever done with the backyard just a big mess of dirt uh, just just dirt and weeds and dirt and weeds. You know, you uh, you struggle to keep, maintain your yard and keep the weeds out, and then they just blow, you know, they just blow right in constantly, the dandelions uh, from the neighbor's yard. So finally, these guys sold the house. They moved, moved out, uh, moved on to another adventure. Uh, <laughs> that could be an entire podcast where they were headed and what they were going to do, but uh, I won't get into that. But now we have a new neighbor. New neighbor comes in, uh, another young guy, uh, appears to be maybe a single guy. I, I don't know, might have a girlfriend. It, it's hard to tell. Haven't, I haven't actually met him yet, but there's been a lot of, um, a lot of improvements done to the house before he has moved in, right? So over the last, he's probably <clears throat> been in possession of the house <clears throat> for the last couple months, right? So you can see there clearly they they had the painters come in and paint the insides and they've put in new flooring and all this, all the stuff you want to do before you move in. So it looks like they have now <clears throat> moved into the house. Now, one of the problems that we had with the previous neighbor is snow removal. Anytime there was any kind of snow, uh, there was never any, ever, any snow removal. The only snow removal they ever did uh, next door was when they needed to dig their car out to get it out of the driveway, right? And, you know, we, we get, sometimes we get uh, enough snow uh, in over that period that they were living there, you know, sometimes a foot, maybe even uh, two feet of snow. Well, you get to that point uh, where you can no longer, your vehicles no longer function uh, very well, unless you actually keep your driveway clear and a, a nice runway to be able to even get out of there. Well, the only time you'd ever see them do anything was if they were stuck and needed to go somewhere, uh, mostly pre-COVID because once <clears throat> once COVID hit, uh, they never went anywhere because uh, then they figured out that they could work from home and <laughs> that was even better, an even better situation for them, but never any snow removal, right? So new neighbor, we're thinking, oh, we can't. It can't be any worse, right? Well, my wife informs me we, you know, with the recent dumping of snow, you know, she's out there shoveling snow. I'm out there shoveling snow. Our son's out there shoveling snow. Uh, you know, taking care of, and we we live on a corner lot, so we have uh, like four times the sidewalk to take care of as uh, as anyone else that doesn't have a corner lot, um, especially in the neighbor to the south who has just really his driveway and about, I would say it would amount to about 30 feet of sidewalk uh, to manage. Nope, nope, can't do it. Still, still, as I left this morning, still nothing shoveled. And we are, you know, five days removed from from the snowfall. Uh, my wife informed me uh, two days ago that he was out there with a bag of ice melt. Yes, I I'm not kidding. Uh, without shoveling the snow out of the driveway, right? No shovel in sight. He's just sprinkling 
ice melt on top of the, uh, we're at about, you know, a solid six inches of snow sitting on the ground, on the sidewalks, in the driveway, snow melt. Uh, I don't know how many bags he went through and how long it took him to spread said rock salt all over his driveway and all over the sidewalk. But I can tell you this, and I've never tried this. <laughs> I've never tried this before. I've always, if I'm going to use uh, rock salt, which I don't because it uh, it does deteriorate your driveway. Uh, it will eat through the concrete if you uh, don't do it correctly. Um, so I don't recommend it. But um, if I've ever used it, it was after after the fact, after you have shoveled the snow and you want to keep the snow from coming back, or if you have, you know, chunks of ice that you can't get removed after shoveling the snow because the car's driven over or whatever, then you put the rock salt down and then, uh, you know, it takes care of, finishes off the job and it, um, you know, prevents uh, some future snow from coming maybe or from sticking there. Well, let me tell you what it doesn't do. If you sprinkle it on top of six inches of snow, it does not make the snow go away. It doesn't. It, <laughs> I, I haven't been over there in the last couple of days to walk through and see what it's done to the snow, but I have to imagine that all it really did was maybe melt uh, about an inch off the top and turn that to solid ice. And I'm sure that he has a bigger mess now than he certainly had before he spread it. So uh, no um, no improvement yet on neighbor to the south in terms of uh, ability to manage things. So and we're in the dead of winter, obviously. Uh, we haven't he hasn't been here through a through a spring or summer when the weeds start to bloom. So I have no idea what his overall plan will be uh, for the rest of of the yard if he's going to continue with the zero scaping of the zero scape or if he has some actual plan in place to uh, put in the yard. But uh, the life of, uh, of a homeowner uh, living next to other homeowners is fantastic. Anyway, so I, I, I digress. We, we should probably get into some football. By the way, MSD uh, today is the trade deadline for, um, for football. Yeah, so if you're going to make any deals, if you want to uh, improve your chances at knocking me off uh, in the next round or the round after that, uh, better make your deals now because, um, yeah, the deadline will, will, will hit uh, at the kickoff of the game tonight, the Niners taking on the Seahawks. The Seahawks are getting three and a half points at home in this one with a 43 and a half point over under. Uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously is a, a very good play. Brandon Ayuk should be involved. We've got no Debo Samuel. Uh, pretty much, I, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see Debo during the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so uh, it helps your should help your George Kittle shares. It should help your Christian McCaffrey, and it should help your Brandon Ayuk uh, from the Niners side of the ball. And I'm assuming Purdy's going to play tonight. I have not heard otherwise. Uh, short week to recover from the abdominal issue that he was suffering from. So uh, keep an eye on that one. If he uh, were to re-injure it, obviously that would affect them. So uh, I'm not even sure who uh, Josh, Josh Johnson, maybe uh, is their backup to the backup to the backup. So 
keep an eye on that one. On the Seahawks side of the ball, um, they, you know, Geno Smith should be able to pass the ball in this one. Uh, the Seahawks are not going to be able to run very well, I wouldn't think. Um, uh, Kenneth, uh, I so struggle with with the, the, with the Seahawks running back's name. I don't know why I struggle so mightily with it, but uh, I could I could look it up right now. It, it's Ken, oh, Ken, Kenneth Walker. I know this, Kenneth Walker. I, I, like I say, I struggle with his name for whatever reason. I cannot place it. Ken, Ken Walker is going to play. He is, uh, he has no injury designation uh, going into the game. Uh, clear to go. Be careful. Uh, the Niners are a very, very difficult team to run against. Uh, he is going to probably get volume in this, but uh, that's going to be all. You're going to hope that he lands in the end zone and uh, gives you a boost there. Uh, but you should, the Seahawks should be able to pass against the Niners. They are not as strong against the pass. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant uh, should all be um, relevant in this game. And if the Seahawks, and the Seahawks really need to win this game. So if they're going to stay in it, they're probably going to have to pass the ball. Uh, they are three and a half point underdogs at home, 43 and a half point over under. I am going to take the over. I think they're going to go over on this one. And I, um, <laughs> Niners pretty much shut them down in, I'm going to take the Seahawks with the three and a half at home. To, to make this interesting, to make this interesting. So uh, then we've got three games, three games on Saturday uh, this week. We get into start getting into these Saturday games, which is fun. Spreads it out a little bit. There are no more buys, so uh, everybody is active. We'll start at 10 o'clock Pacific time in the morning with the Colts at the Vikings, I believe. Yes, that's right. The Colts at the Vikings. The Vikings are uh, minus four and a half points at home with a 48 and a half point over under. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor uh, in this one against the Vikings uh, run defense. And uh, I mean, if you got Pittman, you're probably playing him just based on where you drafted him. But that's as far as I, I go. I, you know, Paris Campbell was on a pretty good run there for a while and kind of cooled off somewhat. Um when Matt Ryan went away and now Matt Ryan's back. So you would think that you might be able to flex Paris Campbell in there, but I, I don't know that I am. Uh, Jonathan Taylor really is the only one uh, I am trusting on the Colts side of the ball on the Vikings side. However, I think you could get away with Kirk cousins in this one. Obviously Justin Jefferson is a go Dalvin cook should be, uh, you know, a really good option in this one against the Colts defense. Uh, Adam Thielen has been on a pretty good tear and TJ Hawkinson on the Vikings side. So you uh, you like them to score some points. I'm going to go on the under on this one just because I don't know that the Colts are going to be able to put up enough points to push this thing up to a 48-and-a-half, and I will take uh, the Vikings to cover the 4-and-a-half points and win this game outright. On one At 1.30 uh, Pacific time on Saturday, you've got the Ravens at the Browns. Uh, and again, uh, weather, no, no factor on the weather on the 10 o'clock game because it's in the dome in Minnesota, but the weather could be a factor as this uh, storm that we, we dealt with is working its way across. This is Saturday though. So it could be already past there. I know that they are expecting weather um, in, in the Cleveland and uh, Pennsylvania and 
across the you know the upper east northeast um, all the way from Wednesday through Saturday. So hopefully that'll give us a little break on some of these Sunday games and maybe even a, a break on the Saturday night game. But this one, uh, keep an eye on it. The weather could be a factor. Ravens, we we have no idea who's going to play quarterback for them. J.K. Dobbins was fantastic last week. Uh, can he get a repeat of that? He should be able to. The Browns' defense will give up um, rushing yards. Uh, and <laughs> if you have Mark Andrews, you're playing Mark Andrews, but uh, you're not doing it very confidently because, uh, again, we don't know who's going to be throwing him the ball and what that's going to look like. Uh, the, on the Brown side, Deshaun Watson looked better last week than he did uh, in in his first week back. So I hope to see uh, progression there, that he gets a little bit stronger yet. Not super easy to run against the Ravens. So, uh, you know, I worry about Nick Chubb. You're playing him if you got him, but, uh, you know, you're worried about him as uh, as the Ravens' run defense is pretty good. But you can pass against the Ravens, and that should benefit Omari Cooper if he plays. I know he missed practice yesterday dealing with a hip injury. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been uh, pretty much on fire. Uh, so you're playing him. And David Njoku, you're, you're going to play him as well. And then uh, like if you're in the situation that I am, uh, where Kyler Murray went down uh, in, in a league, I'm playing Deshaun Watson in this matchup and hoping that he uh, gets it going. Now, it's uh, uh, the Browns are giving – the Browns are giving two and a half points at home. Surprising, right? As good as the Ravens' record is versus the Browns. But – uh, they're obviously factoring in the, the fact that the Ravens are on to their third-string quarterback more than likely um, <clears throat> in this one. Unless Huntley can clear the protocol, which he might. It could happen. But it is Saturday game, which you know moves everything up a day. Uh, 37.5 point over under. That's low. Uh, that's very low. And I'm going to go over on that one because I think they'll get, both teams will figure out a way to get some points. And I'm going to take the Ravens to find a way uh, to get the win here, uh, especially with two and a half points. The 5-15, 5-15 Pacific time, the the matchup of the night, the Dolphins at the Bills. This one is ultra important in terms of AFC East, and it's very important in terms of playoff standings and where these two teams sit. The Dolphins can't really afford to keep losing games as they are falling falling back farther, not only farther out of the AFC East title contention, but also uh, in danger of starting to run into uh, playoff concerns if they keep losing games. Uh, the Bills are seven and a half point favorites at home in a 42 and a half point over under. On the Dolphins side, if you've got two of you're probably playing him. Tyreek Hill is a yes. Jalen Waddle, you're hoping that he's healthy and, and can go. And then Raheem Mostert, um, you're going to play him as well, as he is going to probably be the only running back going for them. On the Bills' side of the ball, uh, Josh Allen, for sure. Uh, Stephen Diggs. Uh, you've got the Singletary Cook issue you got to deal with. Who's going to get what? Neither one of them were relevant last week um, after all the talk of uh, did is Cook taking over this job. Um, you know, I think you're going to be in the same situation there. Dawson Knox, you're going to hope he falls into the end zone. And uh, if you've got Gabriel Davis, you're probably going to play him because that's what you do. But uh, you're going to hold your nose uh, because it could be bad. Uh, 42 and a half point over under. I'm going to go over on this one. I'm going to say that the weather is not going to factor 
uh, hopefully it will have pushed through. The storm will have pushed through, dumped whatever snow it's going to, and they'll have it cleared up. And it'll just be a, a clear, not windy, cold night uh, in Buffalo. Hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for here. Uh, let's get lots of points in this thing. Let's make it fun. And I am going to take uh, I'm going to take the Bills to cover the seven and a half in this one and uh, win kind of easily. And hopefully there will be enough garbage time for the Dolphins to get some points on the board and help us out fantasy wise. Uh, Sunday morning we got we start off with the Eagles at the Bears. The Bears get nine points at home in a 48 and a half point over under. Definitely going over on that one. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, you play all of those guys. Uh, no word yet on whether Goddard has practiced or not. Uh, they have been um, activated from the, IL, uh, from the IR, but, uh, but until they start practicing, we don't really know what's going on there. On the Bears' side, uh, you can hope Montgomery – uh, get some, get some. He's going to get usage. Just a matter of whether he can get into the end zone. Uh, uh, Justin Fields is still questionable. I'm assuming he he played last or two weeks ago before the bye uh, with the shoulder. So I'm assuming he will play in this one. Uh, so you're going to play Justin Fields, David Montgomery, and Cole Komet. Maybe it's that's about it. I'm not trusting any of the Bears wide receivers in this one, and I will take the Eagles. Uh, to win this one and cover the nine points on the over. Falcons at the Saints. Saints are giving four points at home to the Falcons, 42.5 point over under. Uh, Desmond Ritter making his debut with the Falcons. Hopefully that means Drake London can be a thing. Uh, Cordell Patterson will just have to see what kind of usage he gets. He hasn't been... Uh, as involved as you would like to see him, but you're probably playing him. On the Saints side, it's a good matchup for Alvin Kamara. No Mark Ingram. I think he's done for the year. Um, Chris Olave, Jawan Johnson. Uh, you know, that's about as far as I would go on the Saints side. I'm going to take the under on this one, 42 and a half, and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the same. I'm going to take the Saints, I guess. Uh, with the rookie quarterback coming in there. I uh, think it could be a, a, a tough, tough day for him. Lions at the Jets. Well, this one has all kinds of ramifications. Uh, hearing all sorts of people talking about how they're, you know, all in on Jared Goff and Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown uh, and this Lions offense and how great it's been. Um, watch out. I'm telling you, this one is going to surprise some people the Jets defense is very good it's very good against the pass extremely good against quarterback opposing quarterbacks uh, the Jets are home home favorites no they're home underdogs I take that pack the Jets are home underdogs getting a point at home 44 and a half point over under oh I'm going to take the over on this one there's going to be some points scored but uh, I think it's going to be more Jets Garrett Garrett uh, Wilson, yes. Um, uh, I think Mike White's going to be playing in this one. Zonovan, uh, Zonovan, uh, <laughs> Zonovan guy. That Zonovan guy. Yeah, um, he's going to get most of the work in the in the running game. Probably will get into the end zone. 
Um, and then we have um, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Moore has been involved whenever Mike White is the quarterback. So I think you can even flex him on the Lions side. Uh, I'm not touching Goff this week. No way. Uh, Jets are number one against opposing quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to fantasy points. Uh, and, and and Jared Goff is not – he has not been good on the road. And could be some weather factor into this one as well. Uh, it, it definitely affects your Amon Ross St. Brown. It's going to affect DJ Chark if you were trying to sneak him in there. Uh, DeAndre Swift, weird usage. He went backwards last week uh, from what we had seen the previous week. Uh, don't know what to expect from that. Jamal Williams, of course, you're always praying that he falls into the end zone for touchdown or touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to take I, I, I'm going to take the Jets to win this game. I shouldn't do it because the Lions have been hot. I, I take it back. I'm taking the Lions, taking the Lions to win the game, and that even though they're given a, a point, but we're going to go and we're going to go over on the 44 and a half. Steelers at the Panthers. Panthers minus two and a half. At home, 37.5 point over under. Uh, I'll take uh, – it's it's not low enough. I'll take the under on that one. Uh, we don't know if uh, it's going to be Pickett. We don't know if it's going to be Rudolph. We don't know if it's going to be Trubisky. Who knows? Najee Harris didn't practice yesterday. All kinds of question marks on the Steelers' side of the ball. Um, if Harris plays, you're going to play him. Uh, not, not comfortably because the Panthers have been playing good on defense. And then you have the George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, that question, whether you can trust any of them in a playoff matchup on the Panthers' side of the ball. Uh, you, Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman have been kind of splitting the work. Uh, you just hope that uh, there's enough to go around if you're going to play either one of those guys. D.J. Moore is now healthy. Looks like he's healthy. So uh, I guess you play him, even though he goosed you last week, um, which hurt. And now you got to trust it in the playoffs. At least I have to trust it in the playoffs. It's, uh, I, my choices are not great. I either play DJ Moore or I play Chase Claypool. Uh, what would you do? Uh, so I guess I'll go back to DJ Moore on that one. I will take the Panthers uh, to continue their winning ways. Uh, giving the two and a half points, they're going to uh, do enough to win this one. And it will stay on the under. Cowboys at the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are getting four and a half points at home. Not going to be enough. I think the Cowboys will, will be able to get this one done. And I do like the over in this one, 47.5 points. I think it's gonna, there's going to be some points put up on the Cowboys side. Uh, you can probably trust Dak Prescott this week, I guess. Um, do you, know, you can go with the combo, the, the Zeke Pollard combo. I've been running it in MSD, and it has not burned me yet. They both tend to get into the end zone. Uh, C.D. Lamb is a yes. Dalton Schultz has been involved. He's he's a go. Uh, not there with Gallup and trusting him yet. The Jaguars side of the ball, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been hot. Stay with him, even though it's a it's not a great matchup. Christian Kirk should get more involved again this week. Um, Evan Ingram, you can't sit him now because he uh, you know he won you a week last week, uh, but he's not going to do that again. Uh, he, he will probably disappoint more than likely. Uh, Zay Jones has been on, on fire. Uh, keep throwing him in there. And then you got the Travis Etienne situation where uh, we know he's good. We know he's talented. Uh, we know he's getting the usage, uh, but it hasn't been amounting to much. And this is a, a very bad matchup against the Cowboys. But, you know, if you've got Etienne, you're probably playing him. 
put him in there. Cowboys win it, uh, given the four and a half on the road, over 47 and a half points. And our last morning game on Sunday will be the Chiefs at the Texans. Uh, we saw last week the Texans were getting 17 points uh, against the Cowboys, and that was more than enough. And I think 14 is going to be equally uh, enough. Texans will keep it close enough to to win with the spread, 14 points. It will go over the 49.5 points. Both teams will score enough uh, to get there on the Chiefs' side. Should be an Isaiah Pacheco day. You just hope he gets into the end zone. He's going to get yards. He's going to get usage. Uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, absolutely went off last week. Hey, if you want to trust him in the playoffs, uh, go to it. Good luck. Good luck with that. Um, He has been good the last two weeks. Uh, Jarek McKinnon has. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course. Juju Smith-Schuster, I'll play him. Travis Kelsey, absolutely. And then on the Texas Texan side of the ball, uh, who knows? The running back situation is a mess. Uh, Damian Pierce is out. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, who are you trusting? Are you trusting anybody in this game for the Texans? Um, I got a pretty good game out of uh, – it's you know how bad it is when I have to go look up the guy's name. Uh, to make sure I get it right. But uh, Chris Moore had a pretty good day out of Chris Moore, 12 receptions, over 100 yards last week. Man, just think if he could get in the end zone too. So uh, I'm going with him again. Uh, Let's see. Let's see our status on one Nico Collins. He is still questionable. That's going to affect that decision for sure. So uh, Nico Collins still questionable. Brandon Cooks, we assume, is out. In this one, and, and you know, they did the, the whole Davis Mills thing last week, but they, he also shared time at, uh, at quarterback with uh, the other dude that, for some reason, is a tight end in Yahoo. So uh, Texans will cover 14 points, over 49.5 against the Chiefs. Chiefs will still win the game, but the Texans will uh, keep it close enough to, to at least make it interesting. And that, wow, it's two days in a row over 30 minutes all by myself. I got to, uh, you know, take a break here. Wow. One more day to get to the, uh, one more day to get to the Christmas break. One more day. We start the playoffs tonight. Playoffs start. We're rolling. Niners, the Seahawks. I know you've got some guys in these games. So, uh, tonight matters. It matters a lot. So good luck to everyone. Uh, MSD, get your trades done. You got about, uh, what is it now? It is, uh, almost eight o'clock here. On the best coast, and uh, game's going to kick off around 5.15 or so. So that gives us all of about nine, nine and a half hours to get it done. Nine and a half hours. If you're going to make a deal, if you're going to come and try to catch me, you better, uh, you better make your trades. Better make it happen because uh, I am locked and loaded and ready for the playoffs in MSD. Oh, except I'm going to take the week off because, you know, that's how the buy works. All right, good luck, Squatch, in our matchup. Starts tonight. I don't know if you have any players. I don't know if I have any players going tonight. But, uh, yeah, good luck to you in our matchup. And uh, let's see, uh, Gridirons, good luck to you in our matchup in that one. And uh, to everyone else in all of your matchups, uh, yeah, I hope it goes your way, unless you're playing me. All right, that's going to do it for me on this Thursday. Everybody have a great day. Be safe. Have fun, watch some football. For the Fantasy Blink, I'm the commission. I'm over and out.